And this is Remy, hopefully, can make it through this. <laughs> so we were talking before the show started about some, there's a lot to talk about. We're halfway through the season, the All-Star Game just happened, all that. But we stumbled upon a very interesting conversation. And Remy brought up an interesting point, and I have a slight counterpoint to it, but it's not what he thinks it's going to be. He's laughing. I mentioned that I feel there are the basketball players currently in the NBA have gotten more attractive in recent years or more noticeably attractive where maybe 10, 15 years ago, you'd have like one guy, like a Kevin Love here and there. And, you know, then like a couple years ago, you started to notice in Toronto when the Raptors won, Serge Ibaka, very handsome man, always dressed very well. And now I'm noticing several players, they're kind of handsome and attractive. They have like good style. They're hiring stylists. Remy, you brought up a point. Do you want to say it or you want me to say it? <laughs> I didn't bring up a point. I just, I need to he, say it. You made an observation, a po- like yeah. you, you, you made an interesting observation that I, I think it's interesting. I've, yeah. <laughs> he did, okay. I said that. I said that, do you think that because there's more women working in the more prominent positions on teams that it correlates to the players looking, being more attractive, looking more attractive, right? Like, like I, you know, like, and okay. So the reason I say that before it's, it's not just because, okay, women are looking at you, but it also is because women are looking at you. When you're are younger, women objectifying you hang out. men, are you saying yeah. potentially? Not, 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 it, not in a bad, no, no, no. So it's not like that. So, you know, when you <laughs> hang out, when you're younger, I, you hang I'm out with your guy's friends, you can just do whatever, right? Mm-hmm. It's not till like you start to notice that girls notice things, that you start to change your mannerisms and demeanor. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not always like, hey, may I just feel naturally i should be dressing better i should carry myself a little bit different right could be the players just like because there's women there sometimes it's just a natural thing where it's like my mother wouldn't want me acting like this in front of you i'm not gonna act like this in front of you where where it becomes like the locker room was you know i don't know man i think you make up a good point there's more women in the organization so the one counterpoint i am going to make to that is you know the lakers genie bus is obviously in charge of the Lakers. And I would say their roster is maybe not as good looking as some of the other <laughs> rosters, but <laughs> sorry. Fair. sorry. But I don't think, I think what actually you, you're bringing up the point is you have more women in the organization, maybe not even at the higher levels, but just working with the marketing team. And now the social media team has to come into the locker room. They're going to take your picture. You know that they're going to take your picture and put it on the Instagram. So you've got to kind of dress nicely yeah. when you walk in. There's more of that visibility. So you've yeah, got I think guys the, hiring, I think you're right. hiring, hiring Wait, no. stylists. But yeah. I think, yeah, more women just around. Maybe mm-hmm. it's making these guys behave better and present themselves better, which makes them more attractive. Yeah. Well, for sure. Know. Like they're taking and, care of and, themselves but, more. And everything matters, right? For off. Off, off the court, mm-hmm. your presence matters. It's, it's what right. tells you a little bit more. What takes you from getting 10 million to getting 30 million. It's just how you present yourself online, right? right. Brands are going to attach you if you present yourself the well, right it's way. The, exactly. It's those brand deals. It's those, you know, yeah, like, getting all that. 
the face has become so popular in basketball that you're not even allowed to touch pretty people that play. I don't know. They touch poor Darius Garland all the time. He's too pretty. He's too pretty. They already get too pretty. He's. He, I love Darius Garland, but he's he's old enough to be my son if I had a child really young. <laughs> he's like, but he, yeah. Sometimes I wonder because he gets hit in the face all the time. Is it something in how he plays, or are they just trying to like? He's just too pretty. I mean, you have to peg them pretty boys down a little bit. That's the older style. Like, I feel like guys, when you would have played basketball in high school and like, like an older style of play would have been like, let me take this pretty boy down. Like Detroit, you know, the like, you know. Well, let me explain this. This is, this is, I'll tell you, <laughs> even in high school, you kind of play, I, I never played like junior, I always played senior. So we would have to wait till the junior teams and stuff have played. Right. And all the girls that you know in high school will be sitting there. And some of the guys are coming for the senior teams from other schools to be walking there. And you would hear the girls be like, ooh, that guy's cute. We hear that, right? Well, what do you think is going to happen when you get on the court there? Right? Like, this is the guy that you think is cute. You're going to try, you, like, you put, you, you put a little extra you push them around a little extra. Uh, so now we know all the secrets. So I'm glad we started talking about this because I, that was on my mind. Another friend of mine mentioned the reason it's on my mind was because the All-Star game was this weekend. So, you know, the guys that were there were looking their best, showing off or not in some cases, depending on who they were. What What are your thoughts on, I, um, I don't know where to uh, start with the All-Star game. Let's, but... okay, let's, well, let's, let's start with what you hated. You hated the floor. Oh, yeah, Let's I did. I hated the floor. I was just, the LED floor didn't do it for me. Here, okay, here's my problem with the LED floor. Because they used it in what, the skills competition first, right? No, what was, no. No, they used it in a celebrity, celebrity game. The celebrity game. That was the first time I saw it. And I was like, what, why do the players look so weird? Also, I could not figure out what the rules were and what was going on. Like, they were trying to explain. And even the coaches, like, Aja Wilson was one of the uh, assistants and they were like talking to her and she's like, yeah, I'm still trying to figure out the rules. I don't know what's going on. And she was. <laughs> I can't. Okay. So I, I kind clearly of wasn't paying I, that close. They weren't. I, this is the thing. This doesn't mean exactly what it is. Though. It's become a weekend where nobody's actually paying attention. They're there to like see each other and socialize. It's yeah. like we're watching a big conference. Of, you know, because they're talking to, it, actually, this is a good point. Asia, Asia Wilson, they're kind of, she's got the headset set on. They're asking her about the game. She's kind of like, oh, I just kind of trying to figure out the rules. I'm not sure what's going on because they have all this stuff happening on the floor that is supposed to impact the game. And then they told her, oh, other players from your team are like there watching. And she's like, oh, who's here? Oh, I don't see them. Where are they? And they were across on the other side of the court. And then you've got like 50 Cent talking to, I don't know, whoever was next to him. It's like a conference. Like they're seeing all their friends. But this is the but we're watching it and expecting to see a game. And it's like, yeah. well, I don't care so, if Little Wayne talks to you. I think like... This is the battle between do you just make it about the the game 
or do you make it a social event? And do you like start to say like, okay, if we know we have these celebrities here, why not just do segments with them, interviewing them somewhere else, and then use those segments in between the game? And the sideline kind of things that you would do at normal regular games, you can't really because the, the lights are too bright, the spectacles here, right, you're right. talking to 50 Cent, and then another famous person walks by and interrupts your, your interview, throws you off. It, like he doesn't want to hear your interview. He just wants to watch the game. Assistant coaches are used to that. Right. Right. Assistant coaches are used to the coming on and the saying a few words before the half starts. Right. Send an assistant coach or, you, you know, like it's, it, but when they it's were like, like, this is like the celebrity game. So they are just all there to like, yeah. It's when not I felt really. Like, I feel like because that was all over the place, it made the court feel even worse. Right, right. You know what and I mean? so, because yeah, the court like... was all over the place. Nobody knew what was going on. And the other part of the court that, because they also used the LED court in the skills competition and the three-point shootout competition. They used and... a variation of it in the All-Star game, too. I seen something moving on the court. The, the top of the key had the oh, shot clock. Oh, they did that in the, they were doing that in the, in some of the broadcasts for the, the tournament, the in-season tournament. So that might've just that, been like a, like a, a straight broadcast. Like we only seen it. They didn't see I it. I think that's the- a broadcasting. I like that. That's helpful. But the, the, and that's unobtrusive. Like what bothered me about the LED was that it, it underlit the players. So they looked yeah. kind of weird. It yeah, didn't so- light them properly. And so like some people like on social media were commenting on this, like, why does so-and-so look like they're in 2K or whatever? And I'm like, because he's being lit from underneath. Like he's, the lighting is weird on that screen. And I don't know if it works. Like they got to figure that out. I think, I think they overdid it. Yeah. But I was talking to my sister about it. I'm like, that you just do like throw the kitchen sink and then look at what everybody complains about. There's no other MBA or any product that you have that's better than your MBA. So you don't have mm-hmm. to worry about like putting out the best product. You just put a product out first and fine tune it as you go along because that's it true. wasn't as bad during the skills competition. You could no. understand why certain things were lit the way they were. The skills competition, it made sense, right? Yeah. Cause like the I following and even the, three think, point, think, it wasn't too bad. Ru- so they could have did something like this. Oh, if a player makes three baskets in a row, on a team, he gets the ruffles thing and then, then that goes off. Not press the button, not change the whole color scheme of the court. Because that's when they got, you know what I mean? Like, just oh, for the celebrity game? Yeah, the subtle, you don't have to do it so abruptly. Just make it subtle. Like, yeah, subtle that one changes. was like, I was like, I do not know what is happening. But what, here. I, what I did like about the court where we didn't get to see it because it goes to commercial, but one time I think it went, it didn't go to commercial right away. The whole court just goes black. And it had like, it just starts to show a diamond in the middle. It's like a whole graphic. I'm like, yo, that's perfect. After like people like commercial breaks, when you're actually at a game, you could just light up the court and do that race that you do on the jumbo churn all the time. And you could do them on the, on, on the, the court, court this time. And it so, might but, be a, but then what happens but, to the quirky halftime shows? Like, I don't know. I've get. because you know, anyone who has like. Halftime shows are going to be lit. Everybody on the court, the statue at the court. The, no, but know, they could, 
The, I've no, watched, court, I've watched some of the halftime shows. If you have league pass, you end up seeing the random halftime shows that they have. At the Cavs game, they have this dance group that's like senior citizens. Oh I don't know if they have them at other. I haven't seen any other team have them, but they're like old people like dancing, doing a dance <laughs> routine. I tell my dad he should go try out. I'm like, you should do oh, that. No. You get to go to the games. Oh, but it's pretty funny. But, you know, they have stuff like that. Or they'll like, there's certain halftime acts that like just go around and play for different teams. So there's this one called this like guy with his chihuahua. And I think the chihuahua's Ooh. name is Scooby. And and he does this whole like act with this chihuahua, but he's been doing this act for like 30, 20, 30 years. So it's been different chihuahuas. Oh my gosh. But with, it gives him the same name, like Scooby. It's ridiculous. There's like this couple that roller skates on like a platform and like he spins her around holding her by her foot and like spinning her in a circle on roller skates. Like... There's a guy like that climbs chairs. Like it's all really like. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. getting back to so we're oh, that got us off track. The All Star Game, All Star Weekend. So yeah, I think the LED floor. I mean, I think it's coming for us. I think it's going to be something that is in inevitable eventually. I just think they need to do a lot of tweaking to how it's used. Well, well, if it's in the NBA games, it won't be that. Like that, like right? No, it's too distracting. I would. It'll just be the regular floor. It'll just look the regular parquet floor that they use. It'll just look like that. Like you'll just see it, like how it looks like a floor. And it'll change out in other ways. Yeah. So, like in the when when it's like player introductions, they'll do something cool with the floor. Like the Raptors are the first first team in the NBA with this floor. They're the ones that did it off the projection with the Kawhi. Oh, yeah, we're talking back, about that. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that kind of, maybe somebody else did it, but nothing was cool than a Kawhi shot. So we're counting the Raptors with Kawhi <laughs> shot for um, and then And then, and then we'll, they, so I don't see it being, I don't see it being here for another like couple of years. I think that was just a try of it. Right. And it's definitely going to be in San Francisco. I'll tell you that. That's Silicon Valley capital of the world. You think technology is not going to run that all-star game next year? They're all about the Warriors. Their whole thing is based on a lot of, they use a lot of tech wear for, for their season pass holders. And they yes. do a lot of like metrics out of stuff with people doing stuff. So it's already there. It's there for yeah. the NBA, right? So maybe, and they have like, they did that at the beginning. So first they had their tech event and they talked about that. They also mm. talked about being able, using AI to turn, like, while the game is live, you could turn your game into a Spider-Man comic and it will, like, play out live, like the Spider-Man comic. So I was like, oh, this is, like, the death. Yeah, the the real like guy that has read, read comic books is like, yeah, that's pretty cool. But at the same time, like, I would have paid, like, an enormous extra amount to see that. No, like, that's the thing. I don't want to, like, become too much of a purist, but I do want to watch the game, right? Like, I don't need yeah. and they, all the Hopefully, they, they make these, like, alt, like, alt, uh, you can alternatively turn to this channel. Or if yeah. you have NBA League Pass, you could turn it on. It's not by default. Like, none of these things I think will be by default. I right. think, I think, like, 
I can see with the LED screens, the, the, the monetary value. To me. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah, commercials in, in, in arena commercials. Well, they different... have stuff. I mean, like you could literally show like a full commercial or you can like right, say, okay, they do that anyways can... on the, on the jumbo hum in Cleveland. It's called the humongatron, by the way. Yeah. But see, some people can't see the humongatron as much as they can look down and see the court, like, or take a picture or you could do like, yeah, stuff like, you have a, a, there's a lot that you can do. Yeah. I agree with that. I agree right? with that. So what else about the game? It's like there were the, okay, I, we haven't, you know, we talked about the celebrity, the floor. Uh, the celebrity game was done. It was, it is, it, that's what it was, what it was. I like it was what game. it was. It's a typical celebrity game. They're, they're yeah. being stupid and, or yeah. silly, whatever. You know, they always throw an NFL player or something in there to actually like do well, kind of to make it not a complete like disaster. So like Micah Park Parsons was, you know. Yeah, but you, I like when they do that because a lot of those NFL players, they were two sport players. Right. Right. And so they do have a little bit of, of game. Yeah. So so they, it gets a little bit competitive. So it, yeah, it's, no, it's fine. Not, it's not, fine. Not, not boring. Yeah. So um, they, it's a good mix. The, the Rising Stars, I thought that was interesting. There's some debate that they should go back to doing rookies and sophomores, which they've done in the no, past. This no. was like... I think a what they did. Tournament. I kind of liked what they it. Did, what they did, yes, Saturday. Saturday, yeah. No, the what Rising Stars Saturday. was Friday. It's Friday, sorry. What they did for the Rising Stars was actually really well done. Yeah. You could I do thought, sophomore it, versus I, I, rookie, but do that it That was right the now. most interesting to me. Do it like, just the way they did it, that's how you should do it. Sophomore versus rookie, four teams. Yeah. Well, they and then did. that way... You may get a, you may get a, like a, a rookie versus sophomore team or sophomore versus sophomore or rookie versus rookie. Yeah. Depending on who wins. Well, and they, bragging rights will definitely be there. Yeah. But what I liked is they had one team that was like rookies. They had one team that had some sophomores. Then they had the G League team and the G mm -hmm. League team actually made it into the final. It was the G, the G League team versus what was the other team? It was, it was those number one picks. Number something. one. Pick. No, no, that was the skills. That was you're thinking of the skills competition. It was Jalen, Team Jalen. It was Team Jalen and Team Detlev were the Rising Stars teams. Wait. Okay, yeah. So Jalen's team was the one with Wimbenyama in there. No, Wimbenyama's team they, didn't. No, he did not do well in All Star. <laughs> well, <laughs> no they weren't supposed to lose, but they lost. But they lost. So that team, but. but Team it's, it's, Paul and Team Tamika was the other. They those two teams lost, although it's like kind of competitive. I liked it. I liked the way it got competitive. And again, it's going to get competitive because the G League guys want to show that they should be playing. Exactly. Exactly. Right. I think what happened. That's how they they caught the team that they played off off guard. You didn't expect them to come out like playing actually so hard. Playing. Yeah. And then when you don't start playing hard, it's hard to just. Decide that you're going to play hard all of a sudden. Yeah. And so, hence, hence the, the actual All Star game, which is kind of what happened. Oh, boy. We're going to get there quickly. So, yeah, the Rising Stars was good. Jalen Rose's team won, though. They pulled it out against the G League team. And then we had the skills competition, which was the num 
number one picks, the Pacers team, and some other team that I don't remember now. That was a, it was a Pacers. An all-star team. It was an all-star team and then number one picks and somebody else. And somebody else, I don't know. I can't remember. But, the, uh, I should have known this, but I didn't mind that. I didn't mind that either. Okay. There was a lot. It was, it was, I liked how they expanded it to be a little bit longer than yeah. it used to be, yeah. which I thought that was interesting. I think the thing about the skills competition is that I think, because the Cavs won the skills competition the year it was in Cleveland, the All-Star game was in Cleveland. They also won. I think it's really, it's a little like, the guys that play together all the time tend to do better in the skills competition just because they're teammates. And so they they work together, I think, a little bit better. And so they tend yeah. to do better. Yeah, and they, they are doing, yeah, for sure, 100%. So, I mean, it's a little bit of a, un, I don't know how to call it an unfair advantage, but it's a bit of a like. I, but I think even it's, it, you, it, you need strategy for it. Yeah. And I think like, so, well, we'll talk about this when we talk about the actual Austin. So I won't get right. into that, but yeah, but I enjoyed that. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the Saturday night. I enjoyed the skills competition. Yeah. This three point competition. I thought yeah. was good. It was all right. Yeah, it was good. No, it was I think, good. Okay. What did you I, think about the three point competition was, I think, whatever with the players i think the real three-point competition was between steph and sabrina well here's the thing what do you think about that okay so so the three-point competition do you know how intimidating it is to have steph curry just sitting beside you all the time when you're about to enter a three-point competition knowing <laughs> that if he was in the competition you would have beat you i think all those players that were shooting had to look at him and I think it got everybody a little bit shook. Yeah, but it was it was still got it got really competitive. So it was I, competitive. I oh it. yeah. Yeah. It was extremely just like when I was when Carl Anthony Towns went and I'm like, yeah, you oh, know that yeah. every every shooting guard right now is, wants to win because they don't want this center I, to he, win. He I did Listen, think it was interesting. He actually was like the only person from the Western Conference who competed that weekend. He's the one who really wants to win things. He's um, got things to prove. Yeah. So I like that. I think the Cleveland competition with Steph, that was really good. It yeah. should that should be something that they that they always do. I like Kenny Smith's idea of having the winner of the three point competition. Yeah. And Steph battle the winner of their three-point competition and somebody else. So it's always, it's, it's a, it's an ongoing yearly thing. Like a tournament. It ma- like It matters. So if you win the three-point competition. Yeah. Then next year, you're going to be the one that's going up against somebody in the WNBA for, for, yeah. for, yes. for a crown. Everybody wants to see it. We all want to see. Yeah, we want to see it. And uh, here's the thing. And here's uh, let's let's yeah. remind people that Sabrina obviously did not beat Steph Curry. She only lost by three points, and she scored as many points as Damian Lillard in the final round. So she was as good as the other guys. I like, think if she shot, if she would have shot with the NBA ball, she would have beat Steph Curry. 
You think so? Why oh, do yeah. you think the ball made it? Okay, so this was an interesting debate. Kenny Smith also got some flack. I don't think this comment was that bad. I don't know why people got so upset. What are you talking about? You live in the 2024. You exactly what people got upset. I know, but like he just said he was like, you know, she he felt that in his comment was actually like, well, she almost like it was almost like she won because she shot from the NBA line, not from the WNBA line, which would have been. But then people were like, well, her range is further than the WNBA line kind of thing. Like, I like I don't. I well, I said, point. remember and what I said? I said, I said they should have all of what they should both, what they should do is they both, to, to make it fair, you either shoot from whatever line, mm-hmm. but then you, but then make them shoot with each other's basketball. Yeah. Like, are you a true shooter? Can you just pick up a basketball no Any matter ball. what size and shoot. shoot? Or mix it up within like, have like different size balls within the racks. Yeah. So let's see. Yeah. Yeah. Something like, like something like that. Yeah. No, I think the balls like shoot like the line choice, like she chose. And actually we talked about this on the last episode because I thought she was going to shoot from her line. I was like, Oh no, it said she was going to shoot for her line from the WNBA line, but no, that's not what they ended up doing. They both shot from the same line, but yeah, like shoot, I mean, I don't know, like, whatever. Like, I think it was cool. I don't think Kenny's comment was that, like, egregious. I, think, I, think, I don't think he was making the comment to, to, to be like that. He was just kind of saying, like, yeah. like how do, you, how do you measure that? Because yeah, both exactly. that's the, how I took it. I, I, that's how the, I took the it. The three-point line is different in both their things. I think it's great competition. I think yeah. maybe, you know, with the, ever, with the, with the game-changing for with the WNBA and with it getting bigger and with these players being able to shoot, do you, do you think about moving the three-point line to make them leaders? You don't have to change the ball, right? But maybe moving the line to where it's the same line. They shoot from behind that line anyways. I mean, maybe. When they, maybe. When they go, when they, when they, whenever they go, wherever they're playing, when they're younger, they're playing from a, like if they're in a in an arena, it's not. It's gonna most likely have a WNBA line, the, yeah, or a, NBA, NBA line, NBA line. So that's my yeah. that's my my question to that. I know, you know, but it was good. I, I enjoyed it. It was yeah, I like that fun. too. I I, I thought like, it was good. I like that, I like that I, she went first, and and Steph kind of had to like he, he you know, knew what he had. a little bit. He just sweat yeah. a little bit. He's like, yo, I have to win this. Yeah, yeah, I. I yeah, of course. But of course. I think I think it was a good competition. I like it was definitely the part I was like most excited about and like the most like it it yeah, it was the best competition of of the night. Yeah. No. We're going to lose this so oh, it wasn't the best competition of the night. It was. It were was. Gonna, I thought you're going to I thought you're going to say we're going to talk about the dunk off, which I was going to say no. Oh, well, but, wait. Uh, I'll try to force you to talk about the dunk off. Yeah, tell me. I, I How do you feel? I mean, listen, my I have, what were your thoughts? I I keep my expectations low, so I don't really have high expectations for the dunk off. Years ago, when I was in New York, like very long time ago, in the aughts, they did a thing where in theaters they showed the dunk off live in 3D. I was like, oh, this is cool. I went and watched it, 
And it was cool to see that all in 3D and kind of have it live. Like it was kind of a testing of technology, right? And that kind of experience. I was tweeting a little bit about this, but I didn't get into to details of like what I think they should do to fix it. Well, the judging was poor on it because there was like a dunk that was like Mac McClug had a dunk. His like second dunk should have been like a 50 and it wasn't. Yeah, but I also, see, here's my thing. You're okay. right. Why are you letting these old ass people judge this dunk off? They can barely even see. Excuse me, I'm not trying to be an asshole. But their eyes aren't as good. They can barely see. And you want them to look at that small ass screen and do the judging in real time. Right. No. Well, what you need. So I actually think here's like if you want to do the dunk contest properly, you need to take it and do it like almost like gymnastics and or figure skating like you're gonna laugh at me but in those sports like it's, it's figure skating gymnastics I, don't, I can't remember if gymnastics gymnastics doesn't really have this but figure skating has they do a technical routine and then they do their like artistic routine their create free or their free skate where they can be more creative and artistic and all of that and in, but in their technical routine, routine, they have to hit certain things. So I think for the dunk contest, you should have they should have to demonstrate skills in certain dunks. Like certain dunks should be like this is a dunk, this is a move, and you have to demonstrate that you can do that with like certain form precision. Like you, they should judge it on like the form, the quality, how this person looks when they're dunking, like the way they do gymnastics. Like when you do a vault, how you look in space, how you land, all of that is important. And I actually think that would make it really interesting. And then, and then have, okay, your creative dunks. And yeah, give them one freestyle dunk. Yeah, one freestyle uh, dunk that's like creative. And then also yeah. like dunking over Shaq is one thing, but you got to dunk over Wembe now. <laughs> yeah, man. So you don't want to break him. You see, you got you can't do those things to him yet. Oh yeah, he he's he's so he'll yeah. snap him in half. Yeah, you need you need some time. So yeah, I think listen. I mean, I think, that's my that's my theory on remaking I, the dunk contest. So, I think it should be. So here's my thing. The dunk contest. The reason I think the dunk contest doesn't do what it's supposed to do mm -hmm. is because. People are shooting three-pointers. They're not shooting. They're not dunking. The dunking is a lost art in the sport of basketball. Right. Because if I can shoot a three, I'm going to shoot a three. So I think a lot of that has its thing. I think. Well, I think here's the thing. Dunking, like, I think you're, you're right. It's a bit of a lost art. But then what could you do something like, like Mac McClug is like, he just does these guys that just do dunks on YouTube where it is an art form. Why not take it out of like, NBA players doing it and having like making dunking its own, like I said, like gymnastics, like make it its own art form and yeah. go from this there. Is, okay, good. So this is what they, this is the problem with the dunk off. Superstars don't enter the dunk off, right? Right. So that's the biggest thing. I, think, I, I do respect Jalen Brown for entering and, try like he kind of i think recognized that and be like hey man i'll do it like and i respect him for doing that 
even yeah, though yeah, you was, know he was, was lackluster in his abilities. Oh, nobody said he was going to be good. Right? <laughs> he tried though. He gets an A for effort. Yeah, <laughs> but like <laughs> his, his his fake D Brown. Come on, man. Like I get it. Like <laughs> I mean. Yeah, like they're not dunking the way they used to and that, but it is, there is something to be said. So the, it, it, like you, you, you called it an art form. Like it, is it an art form that maybe needs a bit of preserving and it's not going to happen necessarily in the game, but could it be taken out and become its like own thing? Maybe. They could do, like, I think it's just like, yeah, if you can't get the, if you can't get the star players, then you might as well bring in like people that are dunking from across the place and let the star players yeah. watch it. It's their time to relax too. Like this is a, this. Yeah. So maybe, maybe, maybe you need to do that. Maybe they can't for insurance reasons, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. But, or, or maybe it's just like. Figure it out. Because it's not really working. Because guess what? The star players that everybody loves and calls stars, they're not dunkers except Zion and John ja Morant. Who both would not join the dunk off. So, well, John Morant know, like, is hurt, so he has an excuse. Yeah, I, yeah, and he's never going to be the same after this injury. Range of motion on your shoulder is a big deal. You may, you know, like you don't know, but you have to change a shot. Is he going to be jumping like that anymore, knowing that landing on his body is just going to tear? Like Iverson could probably just be like Tim. Listen. That's going to get you out of this league in no time because you're constantly flying in the air and landing on the ground. Yeah. You need to change your game a little bit. And who knows? Who knows if he's going to want to do that? So I don't know. I don't know how they fix it. They could have fixed it. They've had great ideas before. I think they just, it, 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 like, what's the incentive for the player to enter the dunk off? Okay. Well, so this goes, I think this is goes to the bigger question of the All Star weekend. Because, yeah. you know, we've we haven't gone and talked about the actual game, but every year and every, you know what, every year people complain, every year people complain about the dunk contest and they complain about the game. So to some degree, it's a little bit like I've heard this stuff before and they make small changes and tweaks, but they keep it the same because to some degree, the players do like some aspects of it. And, but what is the incentive for the players to do that like the dunk contest or even win the all-star game be super competitive but the other the thing that was interesting is you saw in the three-point contest there wasn't there's some incentive there because a bunch of guys entered and everybody wanted to like be like i can shoot threes well well it's it's yeah it's that it's the fact that that's what's being shot all the time in the games right so you are measured on your three-point shooting if you're playing right. in the NBA. It's more than the dunking because it's like, oh, you're dunking? Oh, that's just two points. Right. Um, is it shit? You know what I mean? Like, Well, and I think Steph changed. Curry is responsible for changing some of that. But Remember when Steph Curry was entering, him and Klay Thompson had some memorable shootout moments. Like the three-point contest has been really good for a really long time right it's also like a low risk thing you're going to do the three-point contest 
You're not going to get hurt. No, no, nobody wants to get hurt all-star weekend. And that's also where the dunk contest is a little bit like jumping over somebody to do a dunk is a little like, I don't want to get hurt doing this, you know? And so it's risky. And like, even on one of the dunks, like Mac McClug did fall, like he fell at the end and had to redo it on his, I think it was his last one or something. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. yeah. He fell hard. He fell hard. So like you, if you don't want to get hurt, so that's one thing. And then, you know, so the three point contest is you're not going to get hurt. Like you're not going to, you just shoot up three. So I think they, they take it. I don't want to say they take it more seriously, but they can perform at a higher level with less risk, I guess, if that's how we want to say it. So here's my idea. Okay. Give us your idea. So players, I think what you've seen with the rookie sophomore, mm-hmm. it will you could you could possibly do that for the the All Star game. You could possibly just split those teams into four different teams, right? Like the East, Rising Stars, right? So do a little so mini two, tournament. So the two East, two East, but the whole entire weekend from. Skills competition, everything counts. Point competition, dunk off, and the All Star game. East versus West all the time. Now you're really talking like figure skating competitions because figure skating competitions to win like the team competition in the Olympics, like every like the men's, the women's, the pairs, the ice dancing. Like your country has to do well enough in all of those areas to then win the team, you know, and in the preliminary, I forget if it's just the preliminaries and then they have the finals, they don't count the finals or how it all works, but you, you have to do well enough. Right. So like kind of what you're talking about is, is basically, yeah, like you, you have to have people in each area and category and that so like you could even do it in a way I think that's a good incentive the other thing is is that the final of the all-star game they suggested this is that whoever wins the all-star game gets home court like that but, they get home court advantage I'm gonna say it happens to all of that. So you don't have to just, it's not just the all-star game. Right. It's the dunk off. Right. It's the, it's a three point competition and it's a skills competition. So you need to win three out of four of those. To, to then to get home court advantage. In the finals. In the finals. For, for your conference to have home court for advantage. For your conference to have home court advantage. Well, I mean, if that were the case, the East would have won it this year. <laughs> Because aside from, well, the dunk off, Mac McClug won, and he's sort of fighting for a chance to get back in technically into the NBA. But, and I don't know the Rising Stars was a mixed team, but Damian Lillard won the three point contest. So the East would have, yeah, the East. The Skills Challenge Indiana won. So the East would have had the home court. And it's just something to play for. Teams like home court advantage in the finals. They do. They do. Right? So um, yeah. play for I, something. Yeah, no, I like, think that it's playing for something. Or change the way you structure your contracted bonuses. Instead of 
split it. And so, so players get more money if they make an all-star team. But there's no incentive for if they win. Yeah. So they just have to make it. Right. So if I just have to make it, then I'm just gonna just gonna make it. That's exactly what I'm gonna do. Yeah. I get there. I'm gonna mosey around. A lot of I get it. The, the West has a lot of older players. It's like year twenty, year fourteen, year eleven. Like you don't want to play, really. <laughs> like, you don't want to get hurt. <laughs> you know, and you don't want to. LeBron, LeBron came down a little bit funny on a dunk, the alley oop that he caught, and he just was like, gone to the bench. Yeah, he's like, I'm not getting hurt. No, he's like, he doesn't want to get hurt in in a pickup, essentially a pickup game. And 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 essentially, I think what happened was the West was just stacked with these very tall players, right? Very tall, very multi-skilled players. (laughs) And I was like, oh, they're gonna get killed. But then the East started hitting three pointers. (laughs) And the West tried. They tried. Well, that's why the only one who did was Carl Anthony Towns because he scored 50 points. Um. They they tried, but it it was just coming from everywhere. Yeah, It was a barrage of three-pointers. It was everybody shooting them. Well, because it was all... Because the East was all point guards guards and shooting guards. And all all the bigs on the East are point forwards. Yeah. Bam and... (laughs) Bam... And Scotty. Um, and Scotty. And who else? The guy from Orlando. Oh, Paulo? No. Yeah, Paulo. He, oh, he's Paolo. a point forward. Yeah, he's a point forward. Yeah, yeah, Paulo. So all those guys, they're, they're all shooters. They mostly take jump shots. Yeah, they didn't have, because once Embiid was out, they didn't, it was funny, they didn't replace, and this was my complaint, as you know, that they didn't yeah. replace him with a center. Because I'm like, why wouldn't you replace Embiid with another center, <clears throat> Jared Allen? Or some other center. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure there's other cases to be made. Well, Giannis, Gian- no, Giannis is a not. Giannis is a, he's a starter, and he's a he's basically a point forward. That's yeah, he's a point it. forward. So, I mean, yeah, like so. So that that in, in turn, it gave the it was the advantage. The, the West had well, no chance because they, the East just started running. The, well, the other thing running. is what I heard on them say on the broadcast that I was listening to is that the Doc Rivers actually came into the practice with the East and had like like notes. Like he had like plays and things written out. Like he, he they were like, and he was like, they were running like three on three or something in practice. Like oh, three man like, weaves, yeah. Three man weaves, yeah. Like. Which is not anything unnormal for All-Star game. Because coaches used to go in there and, and and do that. It just gives you familiar with the person that's never passed you the ball. Right, right. Right? So I think I think Doc Rivers walked in there and he was like, listen, guys, I can't win a regular season game. Y'all got to give me something. Because <laughs> Dame gave him the game of his life. I know, right? Like, well, this is the other thing I think. Certain players, Dame, Damian Lillard, because there was so much talk about other people being snubbed and he got a starter position and maybe didn't deserve it. I think there was a lot of talk about, you know, he had something to prove and doc rivers also had something to prove because there was a lot of questions of whether he even should be coaching that game or coaching anybody. 
coaching. Giannis, Giannis wanted to wanted to show up for his coach. I think. I yeah, think that's so I think there was a lot, a lot of, of like a lot of, and I agree and with the, that and, point. That like, and the East is and the East is young. They just started. All they just did was started running, and they well, ran true. through the West. Well, and and like you know. Luke is not old, but he is not the speediest of guys. And and I yeah. like someone was saying how like Jokic and, and Luca were just like didn't come to play. And I'm like, yeah. Well, really they didn't come to play. Their their game their game their game is not suited for an all-star game. No. Luca maybe he's flashy. Right. Yeah. But Jokic? Not he's, at all. He, he's not trying. He, even when he's playing the game, he's not trying to play that hard. No, you know what I mean. So these guys are running up and down. He's just like, nah, nah. I'm not, not doing this. Not to, yeah, it's not that not, serious. Like, it's not you're not Jamal Murray. Why am I passing to you? Like, <laughs> like it's just not their game, right? Yeah. So it's like, okay, I get it for them. I felt like the West. It was like there was a moment when they were kind of close, kind of had the game close. They're hitting threes and twos, and it's just like. At one point, I'm like, oh, they're up by 20. They're up by 40. I'm like, what the frig is going on? Like, has the West not scored? It's, they were scoring, though. That's the thing. Like, They were they scoring. Carl yeah, Anthony Cat scored 50, 50 points. points. Not even the All-Star. MVP. I know. He should have been. They should have just given it to him just for scoring 50 points. <laughs> Damn, that's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. Yeah, and, and, and so I think... It's a lot of points when... You're in a game where everybody has to get some minutes. You know what I mean? Like you're you ha- you can't. Nobody's gonna like. You're trying to get as many players as many minutes as you can. So to score that many points is yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think we covered the All Star Game. I I. You know, maybe next year it'll be better it was fine I, I like i said my expectations were low for any real competition or anything like that so i'm gonna have my unpopular opinion yes what's that is when, when the lebrons and those guys retire the, comp- the competitiveness of that game will get better i yeah. think i think yeah. there should like there's not and there will never there never will be but i'm gonna be honest I think when you get to a point when you're at 13 All-Star games, maybe... Time to just, time to take a break. You just come to be a spectator, like honorary. Like we need to make... Because when you don't have newer blood in those games, then it's boring. Right. I agree. Right? I agree. Like some fans are like, yo, I like... Like LeBron, right? He's a great player. Yeah. He should be at every All-Star game. I'm not saying... Anything, not taking anything away from his game. Just let him. But coach. as a young kid, let him coach. Maybe LeBron is not my that not that guy for me, right? No. Maybe like Zion is that guy, right? Maybe Zion, maybe pick pick somebody we, else. Well, you know what I'm saying. I just picking him. Don't You're picking somebody. Zion. Zion, like Zion's that player that people like want to be good, and he just underperforms. I think a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, I think I think it's just he might not be able to get what he's supposed to in New Orleans. Let's just put it that way. That's possible. Maybe um, he needs 
Mentioning LeBron, though, there is something we need to talk about LeBron that I thought was fake news when it first came into my feed on Instagram. Think moving on from the All-Star game that we're at the midway, slightly over the midway point of the season, trade deadline. Some news came out about the trade deadline that we didn't know about before that apparently the Warriors called for LeBron to possibly get a trade for LeBron? Smoke, 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 smoke shows, smoke show call. Why not? <laughs> Why not? I, I, I think that. I think it was also not, Philly. Also, I think it was Philly also called apparently. Listen, was it Philly? Yeah, I, I think. Why not? Why not? Like, like. You know, sometimes some teams feel that they have to be realistic about their situation. And it's like, we're not going to win with this team. What's the best value you can get? Well, LeBron, right? They won't make that trade because, are you crazy? You would do not trade LeBron James. I'm sorry. I don't care if you lose, you lose out. You're going to lose out with LeBron James. Because can you imagine LeBron getting traded? How angry would he be? He would be, I, I can't imagine him taking getting traded well. No, of course not, because you kind of put the franchise on your back. So you expect them to kind of give right. you that, right? So, right. but the possibility of them being traded is he should know it's really real. If a team and- could get a haul for you and you're on the latter part of your career, like why wouldn't they make that trade? As LeBron being someone that wants to own own a team professionally one day, he's gonna make that trade. Right, like, um, I, I I don't think that I, I think it was just I think it was just all I think. Why not? Know, it, like a bit of a why not? Call. Well, I think what they, the GM I think they saw LeBron see. tweeted or kind of sent out a smoke signal that he was yeah. possibly disgruntled in LA. So I think maybe they called to see if well, does LeBron want a trade? Like, does he want to go somewhere else? And if he does, maybe we're open to it, right? I think that was more they were gauging, like, because he maybe put out some messages yeah. or posts that were so, interpreted so, as being disgruntled. So I have a couple, like, my thoughts to that whole thing yeah. is, like, one, I would make that call every year to every team star player. This is why, why you are not a GM. But I okay. want to know. I want to know if he's available. Right. Maybe you're tired of him. I can help you with that. You know, like I want to know. So I can see teams doing that. I can see teams pulling out feelers. I think, you know, Warriors probably just said, you know what? Let's yeah. what if what if we called and they're like, okay, because on the get back they can get Wiggins and Clay Thompson. Right? Not gonna make them a winner. But you won't. They won't be a loser either, right? Like you're not trading. But I don't think you would best. trade LeBron for anything other than like Kaminga. Yeah. Oh yeah, Kaminga too. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't add Kaminga. But you're not going to trade Kaminga because he's too good and he's young and he's right. Like there was no. There was. There's really no. You're not going to. Yeah. But if if here's the if thing. If you think a player, if, if you, you think a player is if, really unhappy, like LeBron, yeah. or really like. You know, you never know. You never know unless you ask, right? And the biggest thing is, if I called you and I said, hey, 
You guys are going to trade LeBron? What are you guys looking for? And you give me an asking price? That gets out, floats out to the league, and now everybody knows LeBron's value on the trade market. Right? That they did it to, they did it with Siakam. Every right. news outlet said he was going to Atlanta from in the summer, right? This is what his trade value was worth. I guarantee you, 90% of the calls that Masai and they fielded, they weren't giving them shit for, for Siakam. Right. Because you want him to be on your, your winning team. You don't want to sacrifice right. all your good players for him. Right. So they, you know, you just go through and you just see like what's the best chance I have of something, right? right. And you but know, like, I think Indiana, it's interesting. I want to with Siakam. So Indiana traded, I think one of the players that left was Buddy Heald, right? Yeah. From the Pacers. And I get, you know, Siakam's been good for Indiana and all that. But when the Cavs played the pace or the Sixers and played like it was Buddy Heald and I forget the other guy, like they, he, they, like he couldn't, they kept shooting. They were shooting and shooting. Like they were scoring a ton. And I'm like, man, like. So Buddy, that was a weird trade to me. One, because I I understood why the Raptors didn't take Buddy Heald because they weren't taking, they want to take back salary. Right. It was young players and picks, right? And and flexibility, cap flexibility. Right. Right? So you want that for two reasons. One is being like you want to be able to sign a free agent if you can. Mm. But the most important part is you want to be able to take back salary on a good trade if you need to. Right. Right? Like if you can sneak in there and get a good trade. Right. But, anyway, but I, didn't, I, 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 I don't see why I don't I don't see why Indiana made that trade. Because like Indiana lost, away, and like, did they trade Buddy Healed a different time, or was that part of the Siakam trade? Now I'm forgetting. They, they we thought they thought that Buddy Healed was probably in conversation with that trade, but it didn't go far because the Raptors weren't going to take back his salary. It's too big, right? And so then they traded him to the 76ers. Yeah, anyway. and then it didn't work the 76ers. But whatever. Anyways, I, the other I thing. Guess, yeah, yeah. I guess it gives you good. You brought up with LeBron that he wants to own a team sent you this earlier today, Adam Silver in his press conference during all-star weekend or whatever, basically said that once they finish signing the TV deals, which should happen very shortly or in the next year or whatever, that the next thing on the docket is two expansion teams. So, That's like the most definitive thing he has said that we will be getting two expansion teams. I like how he said, I like how he said, do you see him when he was on Inside the NBA? Is that when you seen that time when he was talking about it? I don't know. Did I saw it just on a post? No, he was so, yeah, he was talking to Shaq. He was sitting down with those guys, Shaq and Ernie and those guys. Oh, yes. And he said it and he looks at Shaq and goes, hey, I see your name on one of those things. Don't you want to own a team? And Shaq's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so he was just like, <laughs> right, it was right. pretty funny when he said it. Like, he's like, yeah, I know. Like, you, you have good questions. You've been asking these questions. Like, you want to own the team? I know that. Right. He knows. And he knows who wants to own a team. I don't know if Shaq has team owning money. Shaq has team owning money. He has team owning money. Shaq has team owning money. Yeah. Like, Shaq's, so Shaq, Shaq is just like on every commercial. It's true. I don't know if 
I'd want the hassle though. If I was at that point and I had team owning money, I think in my head, I would like the idea of owning a team, but the reality yeah. of the hassle of owning a team, I don't know. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I would like to be like a minority owner. Like, so I get some perks and good seats all the time and like, you know, get to hang out with the like players and stuff. But I don't want to like, I don't want to, I don't want the hassle. That's why, you know, Shaq, Shaq was on the ownership team before of Sacramento Kings. Oh, really? When he was always calling them the Sacramento Queens, he owned a piece of the team. <laughs> so bad. Well, I think LeBron wants to own a team. I, like I said, I, my prediction is LeBron in Las Vegas has a team, owns a team. Maybe he, well, I don't think he can own the team that he plays for, but I wouldn't mind seeing a little player owner going on in his last he, last he season in the own, NBA. He definitely own the team that he plays for, a la Michael Jordan. Right. Washington Bullets. I forget that. I forget that he did that. And I, I so, yeah. So, I think... Yeah, everybody he, forgets that he did that. <laughs> Even he wants to forget that he did that. <laughs> So maybe LeBron won't do it, but I think he's going <laughs> to, he wants to own the team in Las Vegas. So we'll see where the cities we've already talked about that. And you can go back and listen to our past episodes. If you want to hear what cities we think they will get. The other thing you sent me, the Nets no longer have a coach for the rest of yeah. the season. Oh yeah. That was okay. Oh, things taking over. Kevin Ollie, former coach of the bad Houston Rockets. The bad, the worst Houston Rockets. They ain't that much better than they were before. I, yeah, I don't know what's going on in Brooklyn. This is where I think the owner is just doesn't know what they're doing or something. Or I, I don't know. Like that that team needs some something. Something that is. Well, the thing is, is she's just got some, she just doesn't know basketball enough. Well, and I also, think also, they set themselves up for a disaster. Like the day that they sent all their future first rounders and all this stuff to Boston for Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce because they wanted to win when Jay-Z bought them. Yeah, that was the downfall of the Nets. And then you spent more future capital for Kevin Durant. And Kyrie. Kyrie. And, and James Harden. Harden. And just to trade them all in, a, in another in the same year again like yeah like you're just bad decision after bad decision like John marks yeah. nobody even picks up the phone when he calls anymore because why would you yeah but also i think you kind of like i think they're kind of in that midst where they're sh shedding all of the weight that they had with with your coach didn't work out it got bad you know what i mean like all of that you've got to shed all of that jack Vaughn wasn't probably supposed to be your coach period right. so right. now now that you feel that you figured out a direction to go maybe it's, you're gonna be like okay i'm gonna go now let's now let's now let's get rid of let's put somebody else here like let's just bottom out yeah and re total rebuild like not even like a like yeah Oh yeah, I think I think they're they're bottoming out and maybe need to come back up at some point. It happens, you know, these teams go through it like that. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. So um, yeah, for sure. So before we go, let's wrap this up. Let's talk about what do you think for your Cavs for the second half of the year? Well, uh, I was gonna bring up the power rankings. So the Cavs are like at number three or four in the power rankings. 
what was that that I saw? I power rankings, NBA. The most recent power rankings were. Um, why did they do? Why am I seeing all the week eighteen power rankings? Yeah, no. What? Well, they should be up there. They've been playing. They've been playing the yeah, best. No, they're 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 after power rankings. NBA power rankings after the okay. So it's Celtics, Clippers, T Wolves, OKC, Books. No, this isn't the right power rankings because it has the Cavs at like number nine. That is not the ones I saw. I saw power rankings that had them. These are some dumb ones nine hours ago what is it saying power rankings taking stock after all-star Celtics T-Wolves yeah Clippers Cavs so the Cavs are at number four that's what they're at I think that makes sense for them you know I think I'm excited for them I think they're in a good position there's I was, there's been some complaints that the Cavs aren't getting any national media recognition at all. And Zach, I was listening to Zach Lowe's podcast and the whole kind of last 30, 40 minutes of his podcast, most recent podcast, which was like basically a breakdown of the mid, this point in the season. So it was before the all-star, he recorded before the all-star game. And he talked with the Cavs, one of the reporters for the Cavs, for the Cleveland Plain dealer who covers the Cavs. And they were having an interesting discussion talking about how the team has evolved and really like stumbled upon this inter- iteration of themselves that they had been trying to find, but then they were forced to find because of injuries. And so you almost have like three different teams that they're rotating through as they play during a game. What I think about the Cavs is. They're number four in the power rankings of the total NBA at the all-star break, which is fantastic. They're not getting a lot of national media recognition for how well they've been playing, which puts them at, like, they have something to prove now. So they're in a position where they have something to prove. And I also think for them, just like it would be for anyone, it's going to be really important for them to hold on to that two seed in the East because at the beginning of the season and early on, I think it looked kind of like they they struggled a little bit at the beginning. They had some injuries though. And it looked like, okay, they might get back to where they were before like the previous season, fourth, fifth seed, fourth seed, somewhere in there, which would probably place them around again, playing the Knicks in the playoffs in the first round. And the Knicks are just a bad matchup for them. The Knicks are kind of a bad matchup for anybody. The Cavs staying in that two seed is going to be critical in the next, you know, over the next six weeks or so of the season. I think they can do it. Obviously, you know, they're four games up on Milwaukee, which is in the three seed. So, you know, (laughs) I don't know what these other teams are doing, but. They're not playing much basketball. I think it'll really depend on if the Knicks come back healthy once Randall and OG come back, if they make like a sort of 
sprint at the end and start, you know, play really well in a bunch of games that moves them up a couple seeds or moves them up. Milwaukee could get it together. Maybe. I don't know. And then they could also be a bit of a threat to the Cavs, but we'll see. I mean, they have all the, they have all the momentum. So I would like to see them stay in that two seed. That's my prediction in the East. Should I predict that they'll be in the Eastern Conference Finals or will that break my heart? It's going to break your heart. <laughs> wow. Harsh, harsh, harsh. I'm joking. I think, I think, I mean, all, I think for, it really for all intents and purposes, they are the team that has been the most together for long, like them in Philly and Boston. Like one of those three teams should be in the finals. Coming out of that, coming out, coming, that, out, of the coming out of the east, right? Because you, yeah. you, you, you spent a lot of time with your team. Like you're not, yeah. it's not pieced together this year to win. So right. I'm, like, I'm, I have high expectations for the Cavs. I do. I know. And they need it, and they need to win because. Yeah. I'm not really like super sold on Donovan Mitchell as a committed player anyway. I've never seen yeah. him, I and think- I don't know if it, I don't know if he turns and is like, you know what? I feel like I can't win here. The Cavs won't miss a heartbeat because Garland is good enough, right? Right. So right. we gotta like, and maybe they know that. Maybe they're just like, nah. You know what? You want to be this here? Is- you be. I mean, maybe yeah. that's not necessarily. Sometimes you know, there's something to be. <laughs> Okay. Don't take dating advice from me. But sometimes in a, if you're in a relationship where not to say that you want to settle or be good enough, but sometimes it it works better if one person or sometimes you don't like if you're just like, you know what, I'm here, I'm here to do a good job, but no one wants the other that like so so much, right? Mm then it makes it easier to actually be successful and maintain that relationship, right? Because you, you have a working relationship and you're like, is this working for us? Okay. It's working for us. And as long as it's working for us, we'll keep doing it. Once it's not working for us anymore, we can go our separate ways. And that takes some of the pressure off. I love seeing the Cavs in this position. One of the things as a fan that I think is really great is seeing the Cavs be good without LeBron James and the fact that LeBron is still in the league. You know, he's like your ex that you see over there still winning championships, still getting the ring, doing living the life out in Cali and you're back in cold Ohio, just bitter and all of that. But now (laughs) you found a new man who's cuter. I'm sorry, cuter, younger and is playing better and you know it's all good it's all good (laughs) so i think for cleveland fans i think for the the organization i think it's a really good thing that's going on right now so hopefully the playoffs can go well this year i think you know one of the things that also the commentators were saying is that you know the Cavs last year in the playoffs they kind of just got a little unlucky in their seating and ended up, you know, having to play New York as opposed to maybe playing Brooklyn or a team that they would have had a better chance at beating. But the point was made is that they might not have learned as much had they played 
a team that they would have just beaten easily. I don't know if I buy that because I'm yeah. like, well, then they still would have gone to the second round and then learned when they lost <laughs> to whoever in the second round or won. But I don't know. People always have these excuses. I think the Cavs, yeah. they've just never been there. Right? Well, you never been there young. with this good. You've never been there. Like, you know, like, this is where the Cavs are for me. Yeah. I was saying the other day, the Cavs are in the same space that the Raptors were in going up to 2019. Right. Where you have a legitimate team that can compete consistently. Right. Right. You're trying to get that consistency. Right. But it's still new. It's still new when you're going into the playoffs as a top seeded team. Right. Whether it's one to four. Right. It's a lot of pressure because you're supposed to win all your home games. When you lose one, everybody's like, oh, they're not ready. Right. right? Like it's there's so much pressure. So it's a lot of pressure for these new guys. Right. To be there for the first time. I think now yeah. that they've been there a little bit now, they're 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 becoming that kind of team that that has that playoff kind of swagger. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I yeah, see them exactly. being able to go deeper now because they, they don't play games, they don't try to beat they don't try to outrun you to beat you. Right. Right. That's what teams that are young do. Right. They outrun themselves, they run themselves till they're tired. Right. And then they just then they were up by 20 and then they lose by 10. You know, like how right. did that happen? Right. Right. So I think they're out of that phase. Yeah. So and they think, should like it's it's gonna be tough. Oh yeah. No, it's because it's, it's I'm gonna be telling tough. you the Knicks, the Knicks, the Celtics, the Cavs, the Bucks. And you can't count out I mean, um, if Embiid comes out back for the playoffs, then the Sixers might you, be back. You, you, even without Embiid, they're still going to be tough. All right. Oh, the Cavs just lost to them right before yeah, the All-Star break. I think, yeah, I think the Cavs were like a little burnt at that point. It's a tough and, team. It's a tough, and, it's a tough team to play. And they were a little, they, they weren't defending well. Like they couldn't, I, I think it was a little bit like, there was something about that game. Oh, it was the game after the Super Bowl too. And I was like, oh, they were watching. <laughs> I had a theory they so, were like, watching the Super Bowl and like, cause Donovan Mitchell was tweeting about Usher's performance. I'm like, you should have yeah. like gone to bed earlier, buddy. <laughs> the, the, the Sixers, right? Like no team really that has a big man that can guard Joel Embiid. So that's like, their, that was like their thing. He could just score 50 points. Right. Now their team is built, is guard heavy. Maxi and Buddy healed at the one and two. That's such a tough guard. Yeah. For anybody. Yeah. And Maxi could give you 50. So now the focus is him. Tobias right. Harris is still there. Now you got Lowry, who you could put. Yeah. In he the didn't game play and... that game. He wasn't ready. Yeah. I guess he wasn't ready to play or whatever. But so, so they should be, they'll still be tough. I think the Cavs, where they don't really, where they match up well is like a team like Boston. So Boston's mm-hmm. secret weapon is Przingis, but now he's matched up against Jared Allen. So he doesn't really have. The yeah. advantage. So that's where they're going to be able to beat teams is that they can put two seven footers basically that are capable of, of, yeah. of playing. And, and, and they don't have to play them at the same time. No. So they can rotate. Like right now, Mobley and Darius Garland have been on minute restrictions. So that's also created some situations where they have to kind of figure out the lineup in this really interesting way. So Again, this you should listen to the Zach Lowe podcast starting from like 
a little over an hour in where he gets into the calves and really breaks down like what's going on. But the way that they're, they're rotating their players and sometimes the calves are better when they don't have Jared Allen and Evan Mobley on the floor at the same time. I think Darius Garland is the one who is a little bit like trying to figure himself out where he fits in in this group a little bit since he's been out. I think he'll get it. Evan Mobley came back from being hurt and he just like, I think he's like starting to blossom. I think he needed that to like sit there and watch a bunch of games and like figure out what he needed to do by watching. And so he's sort of like finally, like possibly becoming the player they want him to become. And then, you know, they've got a deeper bench. I think too, you know, the player they don't talk about much, but Max Struess, he has added a athleticism and a work ethic to the team. I think he's just in incredible shape and you always have to guard him and he wears the other team out a little bit. The other thing that the Cavs are doing <laughs> that this podcast talked about and that I thought is really interesting and something I've talked about with my dad, because my dad is like, about Max Struess, he goes, I wish he would like make more of his threes because he's shooting a lot, but he's not making a bunch of his threes, but he's always putting them up. And what these guys said is basically the Cavs have decided that they want to go for value. So they're telling Niang and Struess, just shoot, just shoot. We don't care if they go in. We just want you shooting as much as possible because some of them will go in. And that the way they've figured out the statistics and how that works is you're, we're better off if you, the more shooting attempts you make, like, don't worry about your, your field goal percentage. Right. And I thought that was really interesting. It's also a really interesting use of stats in kind of making those decisions that you just sat there and said, okay, how do we do this? And so like I said, my dad, who's kind of more old school, is like complaining about Max Struess just putting up every three he chance he can get and making maybe half of them, maybe. But that's what they want him to do. And that's what yeah. they want Yang to do and, you know, these other guys to do. So that puts other teams in a position where you always have to guard them because they're going, if they get the ball, they're going to try to shoot. And they're, you know, there's a chance they might make it. So you can't, yep. and that opens Donovan Mitchell up. So he, you can't really double team Donovan Mitchell the way you probably would want to double team him because you've got but it. I, see, for me, if I'm playing these teams, I'm just letting him shoot, I'm letting him shoot every shot. I'm just guarding Donovan Mitchell. You ain't getting those shots. You be, He's beating us tonight. And if he beats me tonight, I'm good. I go home. Right. So, but a lot of teams they try to guard everything, and I think that's when they get killed because you you can't guard everything on the court five on five. So you're never going to be able to. So, what's the percentage shot that you want them to take, and you get them to take that shot? Contested well, the, three. The, the problem is though, in, with a team like the Cavs, okay, you can do that, but if you get a guy that just gets hot, so now you've got you put Sam Maryland. So if they know they're doing that, then okay, we'll put Sam Maryland, and we know he's going to make a most of the threes he shoots and they're not going to guard. Oh him. yeah. But, and, but see the thing is you have superstars on your team. They're going to want to take some shots. So if they see these guys starting to get up 
five to ten shots to be like, okay, no, no, I gotta take some shots. So, <laughs> oh, so you're gonna play the ego game here? Yeah, yeah, you gotta play on that a little bit, right? <laughs> true. Like sometimes, true. sometimes though, it does backfire when you do try to get them to do that because then they start to drive heavy to the basket and they start passing back to that guy to shoot. Right. Well, and that's then what... now you're you're scrambling a little bit. Well, I think, and I think that's what the Cavs kind of do is right. They, they, they kind of make these other teams scramble. Also, you know, another player on the Cavs that's really just having his best season is Isaac Okoro. I'm a huge like Okoro believer and he's just their best defender. So they can put him on whoever is, you know, like he held Dame Lillard to like, not, I mean, maybe not 19 points, but he kept him low when they played the bucks. And so, and Okoro will put up a three every once in a while for you. So he can shoot too on occasion. So I think, you know, I think the Cavs, they've got some things to figure out. We'll see how these next, this March goes. They've got to play, they've got to play the Timberwolves twice in March. That's going to be interesting. I think those games should be interesting. They have to play Boston again. Actually, like not next next week, the week after. They're playing Boston really soon again. So that game also will be good. And yeah, that's, that's my prediction. What's your, what's your prediction for the Western Conference Finals? Last last thoughts, and then then we will end this podcast. Who do you think is going to be in the know. Western Conference Finals? And our next our next podcast, we will predict who we think will be in the finals, and we will have to stick with it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who's going to win in the West. Most likely it's going to end up being Denver. I mean, how do, how do you beat them? I think, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think it's going to be. No, it's definitely not going to be OKC. It's definitely not going to be Minnesota. You don't think so? You don't think Minnesota? Well, what two teams no. are going to be in the Eastern no. Conference Finals? Eastern Conference Denver Finals? Denver and who? In the Western Conference Finals? Western, sorry, Western. I meant Western, yes. Uh, probably going to be Denver. I don't know, though. Denver's really kind of like hanging yeah, back. But, but, but they're, listen, it's the one that it's Denver's that they don't have to, what, what do they have to do? They don't have to do anything. They, that team's capable of beating you. And I guess it depends on where the seating goes. Like, right like, again, the so Clippers? with the Western Conference, I, I like the Timberwolves. I like the okay, Timberwolves so here. I'll say this. I feel I'll like they're going to go far. No. I, I know you disagree with me, but I think they're going to go far. I, I For the Clippers or the T-Wolves? The T-Wolves. No, no way. So <laughs> okay. the Clippers are dangerous because they're uninjured. An uninjured Clippers team True. can get to the finals, right? I watched Kawhi in that, play, in, the, in that all-star game just come off the bench and just wax a couple three-pointers in everybody's face. And I'm like, this guy is like a robot. He shot them like a robot. He's a robot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So... I could, I'll say the Clippers could be in the Western Conference Finals. So let's say, okay, so I, I Clippers in Denver is what your call is. No, I can't really call. I, we can't call it till we get the seeding because then we won't know. That's true. Who's, who's going to play who? who in it. Okay. Said. But if seeding were think, no, seeding weren't an issue. If just like just sheer like what we think, and seeding is not like whatever. I like the Clippers. Man, okay, fine. We'll put Minnesota there, I guess. <laughs> I got you to say Minnesota. 
because uh, here's my thing though this is my thing i i feel you on denver i see, i see what you're if, saying if the, if if the, if the lakers just get hot during the playoffs you're not gonna, like it's going to be hard you're not stopping anthony davis so mm-hmm. if he just you're, who's stopping him though nobody the thing is the game slows down so much it's better for them than it is in the regular season the regular I, I, season you just everybody's just running i mean the in lakers the playoffs, gotta get not be in the play-in the lakers the lakers i, I don't know they might have they, two but, they're, but they're but they're but they're they're in the play-in but they last year was a also, bit of a fluke they're in the play-in but they can also get to that to that seventh seed. it's not far for them six spot or whatever six spot or whatever and then you still like you can't count on golden State. you can't count yeah. on the, the flight of a champion because they just want to get in. They they know that they haven't played good. So a team that just says, let us just get in, they're very dangerous because they know that they can win. Yeah. Right. So I, that's I think gonna I, be I tough. mean those teams you always have to you're always gonna have to watch out for the Lakers and Golden yeah. State. They have the experience, they know when to turn it on. It's the same with Miami. You're always gonna have to watch out for them a little bit because they know when they need to turn it on. Like but I don't. I think now the, this year, I think teams are now aware a little bit more. The these younger teams have the more experience, like the Cavs. They have the experience from last year to kind of go on. Same with the T Wolves. I, I think I think those teams could go a little bit farther in their playoff runs and do something. I think it's time for them to do something, and these old men need to retire. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. This will be the year, though. This will be the year. Yeah. So we will be back. Games start again on Thursday. So we will be back after that to see how this starts going. And, yeah, this is our all-star edition. Thank you for listening to our episodes. Yeah, we will talk to you next time. Peace. Yeah, peace. Um...